Hello, everyone, and welcome to Keith Crosby Out of My Mind. This is Podcast 018, Podcast 18, and it's part of our series entitled The Christian, Christ, and the Culture. We want to thank you for listening to today's podcast, where we're going to have a biblical conversation about the crazy world in which we live. So join us over the next 20 or 30 minutes as we give you a bird's-eye view perspective of some complex issue confronting our culture, the church, or you, and as we apply God's Word to make sense of it all. And at the end of the podcast, we'll point you to additional resources for further study, just in case you'd like to dig a little bit deeper. In the meantime, let's get started. Hey, Keith, before we get started, we actually got to do a pretty fun thing today, um, and uh, we alluded to it last week in the podcast. Uh, Coming up in 2021, we're going to be doing some interviews on Fridays once a month, and today we actually got to do our first one, and that was an interview with uh, Rod Dreher. That's do you want right. to kind of talk about that a little bit? Yeah, that's right, Mark. We interviewed Rod Dreher today, and Rod, Rod is an influential thought leader, author, and blogger. He's written on a wide range of topics such as religion, politics, and the culture, and he's written for people like the Wall Street Journal, the Los Angeles Times, National Review, National Review Online. Uh, he writes at the American Conservative as a columnist and an editor. He's written a number of books. He's been on CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC. In 2017, he wrote The Benedict Option, which David Brooks at the New York Times called the most important religious book of the decade. And last September, his latest book, Live Not By Lies, came out, and it's really causing quite a stir in a lot of different circles. That was the uh, book that you were talking a lot about in the coming persecution seasons of our podcast, right? That's right. This book is called A Manual for Christian Dissidents, and I I recommend it to you. We had quite an interview. I want you to look for it. We're going to be releasing that on Interview Friday. The first one is January 29th, 2021. And speaking of that, we're going to be following that with an interview uh, with Vody Bauckham. His new book is coming out this spring, Fault Lines. It's about the coming catastrophe facing the evangelical church. So stay tuned. Now, Let's get into today's podcast. Controlling the Narrative is the title. All right. That's another interesting title, Keith. You want to explain a little bit about what controlling the narrative is? I think we hear a lot about that today in the media and how the media is trying to control a narrative. But what uh, what are you getting at here? Well, kind of what you just said, Mark. You hear a lot about the narrative these days. Each side seeks to control its own narrative. Uh, Controlling the narrative is often an attempt to distract or shift someone's focus or belief to their disadvantage. The world has its narratives, several in fact, and the church has its own. And sometimes narratives are used harmfully. And in this case, the church really has harmed itself by losing control of the narrative that is the gospel of Jesus Christ amongst those in today's culture. All right, so how does that relate to uh, what we've been talking about with the Christian Christ and the culture, the fact that we're aliens in society and the sanctuary cities and now um, controlling the narrative? How, how do all these things tie together? Well, it's like this, Mark. Uh, we are to live as aliens and strangers during our time here on earth. Our conduct is to be excellent among the Gentiles. We talked about that and that's the whole aliens thing. And then the sanctuary cities thing is this, is that we need to spend time restoring ourselves, refreshing ourselves, equipping ourselves in the quietude of our own home, in the local church, or with fellowshipping with other Christians, iron sharpening iron. And that's sort of the sanctuary city idea. Uh, the narrative part is what we take out into the world. But the problem is, 
is that we've lost control of that narrative because we've become confused and distracted and entangled by so many different things. And it really speaks to uh, something that Jesus said in Luke 10, 38 to 42, because Martha in her own way was a lot like we are today. So let me just read this passage to you. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. Watch this. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. You are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. That's Luke 10, 38 to 42. And what you have there in a nutshell is what the church has lost today. It's lost focus. It's lost control of the narrative. It has forgotten what the one needful thing is. Okay, so the church has kind of forgotten its focus. But what's the point in all of that? How does it tie in there? Well, I guess, Mark, my point is that Christians, particularly pre-election, pre-electoral college last week, Christians have been distracted by so many things away from the one needful thing, the one thing that we can never, ever afford to lose sight of. And again, this goes back to our earlier podcast about illegal aliens in sanctuary cities, where we need to remember who we are, whose we are. We need to gather together and prepare. And as Christians, citizens of heaven, living amongst and within a hostile culture, we should be kind of like illegal aliens, and we should devote more time to living in community with other Christians in those spiritual sanctuary cities, preparing to engage the culture with the narrative, the life-changing, eternity-changing, and culture-changing narrative of Jesus Christ. But the problem is, is that So many times we've gotten wrapped up and distracted by politics and conspiracy theories and meaningless matters, which really pale or are small in in terms of eternity. We, We should not be running around causing a scene. We should not be causing a scene, but carefully, carefully redeeming the time. Nowadays, too many people think Christianity is simply a political ideology. There are people who confuse Christianity with republicanism, conservatism, Uh, There are Christians who do that. Now, it's a worldview that is admittedly cultural, communal, and it does have political ramifications because it speaks to morality. But like Martha in the passage, too many good Christians have missed the point, and they're living out their faith in a wasteful, repulsive way and have forfeited the opportunity and their credibility and thereby the means of touching lives and inviting truth-seekers off of this Titanic that is the culture and into the lifeboat that is the kingdom of God as they hear the message of Jesus Christ. Mary kept the main thing the main thing, and we would have done well to have followed her example rather than following Martha's example. So, Keith, you actually just said something that I thought um, was, was stuck out to me a lot. You talked about living out their faith in a repulsive way, a way that's repulsive, obviously repulsive to God. Um, What do you mean by that? Do you want to expand a little bit on that? Well, a lot of times Christians run around thumping their chest. You know, I talked about uh, the fellow in Southern California at at the uh, Starbucks who'd say, "I'm I'm a bigot, I'm a racist because I'm a Christian. And what he was trying to say was the culture has painted Christians as something that they're not, but the way he conducted himself, nobody knew what he was talking about. And in the end, he fit the caricature 
of a bigot and a racist that so many people accuse Christianity of. When we act like the world, we act in a repulsive way. We don't draw anybody into a conversation about eternity. Instead, we just we, we push them away. We, we've created a situation where we act like everything depends on us, where we act like that some political party or politician is the Messiah, and the fear and anxiety that it produces in people is palpable. Let's revisit what Jesus said to Martha. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about so many things. Christians today are distracted by so many things, and they're missing the reason that they're here. Too many, way too many Christians have been on social media swapping insults with the world, like the world, and that's off-putting. And that's what I mean by repulsive. Why would any unbeliever be looking to us in such cases? You know, we should be embracing our call to suffer as Christians, as Christ followers, but instead we seem to be going to war in order to avoid suffering for Christ. Remember what it says in the Word of God in 1 Peter 4.12, Do not be surprised at the fiery trial when, not if, it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share in Christ's sufferings. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or, watch this, as a meddler. We don't need to be suffering like meddlers. We don't need to be acting in odd, dumb, or bullheaded ways. We need to be acting like Christians. Okay, so maybe just wrap this up in a nutshell. What is the issue that we're seeing here? Simply put, we need to be living our purpose. My point is, is that too many Christians have, been, have fallen prey to, to advancing the wrong narrative, a political narrative, and they end up pushing a corrupted or a diluted narrative that really isn't Christian, and we've endangered the larger narrative, the only narrative that matters, the message of Jesus Christ. And in so doing, we've lost time and momentum when we should have been serving God and getting to know our Father in heaven better so that we can explain the reason for the hope that lies within us with meekness, gentleness, and respect in a convincing way answering the tough questions with truth seekers because there are people who aren't just looking to insult us but they want to know they want to know what we believe and too many good and well-intended christians spend their time trading insults and pushing people away and and that's what we have to avoid you know we say the media is changing the narrative we say the culture is redefining the narrative we've lost the narrative and the truth is, we've, we gave it away. If this were a basketball game, we lost by forfeit because we failed to show up and play our game plan. We failed to show up and give an answer, an explanation for the hope that lies within us in, a, in an attractive way, as the Bible says, with meekness, with gentleness and respect. And instead, like Martha, we've gotten wrapped up in temporal matters. Spending time researching endless conspiracy theories, worrying about the end times, which we can't stop or prevent or alter. We circulate petitions. I think right now there are between four and six attempts to recall the governor of California, which probably isn't a bad idea, but those, many of those attempts are just ham-handed, ill-thought-out waste of time. I mean, Mark, why are you here on earth? Well, I mean, the Bible tells us it's to glorify God, to ultimately serve God, and to suffer for that. Well, that's right. That's it, precisely. And that's what Paul speaks to in 2 Timothy 2, 3-4. Let me read that for you. Watch what it says. The first three words, 
share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Now watch this play out, verse 4. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim, his purpose, is to please the one who enlisted him. We need to be focused on serving the one who enlisted us. And too often, we confuse our politics for service. We need to be aware that there are all kinds of ways in which the culture entangles us and understand that even good things, reasonable things, if carried to extremes, are corrupting because they distract us away from God. God has raised you and I. God has raised up all Christians for such a time as this because there are distressed and hurting people out there. There's a broken world filled with perishing people who need to know the truth. Maybe there are people in your own household, in your own family, under your own roof, but God has put you and me here for a reason, raising us up at such a time as this. As Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 2, no soldier of Christ gets entangled in civilian pursuits. No, instead, he is to live his life. She is to live her life according to God's will, which is her reasonable service of worship. So I think that there's a way that we can maybe get confused a little bit um, when we read a verse like this, where no good soldier of Christ gets entangled in civilian pursuits. And, and maybe there's some areas of some Christians who take that to an extreme, and they and they say, well, I'm just going to completely uninvolve myself from the world. I'm going to retreat from it. I'm not going to be concerned with the politics of this life or or the culture war that's going on in society. I'm not going to be involved in all of this. Uh, but listening to some of the previous podcasts, as we've talked about, you know, politics in the pulpit and some of those other ways that our uh, Christianity is to inform kind of our cultural thinking and our worldview, uh, what are you what are you really saying with this? You're not going to that extreme of like just remove yourself from the culture, right? No, I'm not. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, like I said, uh, you know, in a podcast or two ago, we're not going to retreat into a monastery or live in some gated Christian community. But at the same time, we have to remember this. We know how the book ends, and we also know even just looking at the times, right? The culture war is pretty much over, right? I mean, look, be honest. You have the Obergefell decision in the Supreme Court, Obergefell versus Hodges, affirming uh, gay marriage over five years ago. And last year, we had the, uh, the case involving trans employment rights, uh, which, of course, endangers the church itself. And there really isn't much left to war over, is there? We live in a society that permits abortion. We live in a society that promotes deviant sexual behaviors. We live in a society that approves just about in anything. And so what, what Messiah were we trusting in in th this last election? Or what uh, Messiahs have we been trusting in in terms of uh, worldview or political outreach? I mean, think about it. The Jews in Jesus' time were looking for a king to make war. They were looking for an uber or master politician or statesman. It's almost like the church has repeated that mistake. Here's the reality. That culture war is over. And while we've been chasing diverse and distracting priorities, we have forgotten that only the gospel can change the world one soul at a time. We've ceded so much ground to the culture, and we've watched our children jettison their Christianity because we've been so busy doing things like Martha 
that we haven't attended to the one needful thing. And that gets back to the whole sanctuary city thing in the previous podcast. And that's what Paul is warning us about in 2 Timothy 2, 3 through 4, about getting entangled in the civilian pursuits and the pursuits that have nothing to do with the Christian faith. Like Martha got entangled with serving rather than sitting at the feet of Jesus. She wanted to run around the house serving tables and making the place look nice. And she missed an opportunity to sit at the feet of God the Son and learn from Him. So to kind of sum up, it seems like what you're saying here is that uh, that our job as, as Christians, as aliens and strangers in this society... Um, is to spread out our own narrative, and that's the the narrative of the gospel, um, and to tie it back into the previous podcast as well, taking time to prepare in our spiritual places of refuge, our sanctuary cities, but ultimately like our job is to go out and send out that narrative that we have, that gospel narrative that we've been given. And so it's time for us to reboot retool and redeploy as Christians in this culture today. Would you say that's it? That's it. That's exactly right. Christians today need to reprioritize their lives to be like Mary rather than Martha. And as aliens and strangers, we need to keep our focus on excellent behavior before the world. We need to school ourselves, like you just said, and our loved ones and our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ in places of refuge so that we can go out and advance the narrative that is the message of Jesus Christ. Sometimes it's as if Christians forget that the future has already been written. The book of Revelation makes it clear. Jesus wins. And between Revelation and some of the minor prophets and also the book of Daniel, we know what's going to happen, and no one can change a thing. And no Christian should want to. I mean, no politician is going to change the future. Joe Biden can't change the prophetic future. Donald Trump couldn't change the prophetic future. Satan can't change the prophetic future. You and I can't change it. But but there is a place for you and I to serve God in it. He has given us our little piece of redemptive real estate, our gifts and abilities to go out and to share the truly true narrative. Speaking of Christmas, the good news of great joy that will be for all people, Christ the Savior. If you want to influence the culture, take the message of the Bible to them and change that culture one soul at a time with the message of Jesus Christ. And here's how. Oh, I sense another sermon coming on, Keith. Well, okay. It's like this, Mark. We need to disentangle ourselves from all the junk, all the social media. We need to live as dissidents, not revolutionaries, but as people of conscience, people of conviction, and live out our faith in a way that draws people to Christ rather than drives them away. We need to disengage from all the petty, non-eternal political arguments with people who aren't going to listen to us anyway, and we need to be about, as it were, snatching souls from the fire, from the deck of a sinking cultural Titanic, and pull them, humanly speaking, into the lifeboat that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why we are here, and that is our purpose. We need to redeem the time to put away childish things, conspiracy theories, and become part of the divine conspiracy. And so, you know, it's Christmas. Let your Christmas be a gift to the world, a gift to the Savior, as you share with those closest to you and engage with them in, in the story of reality, the gospel of Christ. Share with them and, and expand your circles and invite them into the church, as it were. 
So really, this whole idea of controlling the narrative is is really us as Christians going out into the world and, and sharing that word and sharing that gospel that we've been given, that good news uh, to the world and doing it in such a way that is not um, influenced by our politics or our cultural views. It's it's very biblically driven. Well, that's it. We, we don't want to taint it with any extra additives. It's pure truth. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. When somebody embraces Christ, he begins a work in them that will change them and through them change the culture over time. Well, that's it for today. We'll be back next week with more episodes. We're starting kind of a new direction. Understanding addiction is what we're going to be talking about in the next few episodes. While many podcasts will be playing repeats during the holidays, because we're new, we're going to stay here and keep going. We'll be here for you, so join us. Meanwhile, if you would uh, like further resources from this podcast, visit us online at www.gracetoliveradio.org and click the podcast resource button. If you'd like to ask me a question, I'd love to hear from you. I try to answer emails within 24 hours. Send an email to keith at hillside.org. If you want to know more about Hillside Church, go to www.hillside.org. Join us in our indoor and outdoor services. You can find out more about them at that website. And before we go, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or some platform, please, please give us a great rating. Share us with your friends. We want to take the message of the gospel to an ever-increasing audience. This podcast comes out every Wednesday, so we hope you'll join us next time for Understanding Addiction. We'll be talking about the morality of addiction. This is Keith Crosby with Mark Stickler, Out of My Mind. God bless you and keep you, and have a great Christmas.